All right, welcome from a flame-induced sabbatical on the West Coast. Uh, back to good to geek out, good to go. Uh, we are back to finish off Transformers Siege, last two episodes, five and six. Um, editor, San Antonio, where do you talk to with these guys? Great two episodes, do it. Uh, Omar from Gardena, Carson adjacent. <laughs> and uh, I'm. These are my two favorite episodes, so I've been waiting. These. This is. I'm ready for this. Uh, Greg, stepping in from West Hills. I love some of the um, some of the street elements of Cybertron that get introduced in these episodes, and I'm all for it. I can't wait. Boba Fresh, Rob from San Francisco. Super excited to. Hop on the arc. Hey, Rob Lewis coming at you from burned out Phoenix, Oregon. Uh, but excited to be back with a group of friends here discussing Transformers War for Cybertron. Interestingly enough, my two least favorite episodes. Oh, wow. So excited. Yeah, I love it. I love excited it. to Ooh, hear the opinions Phoenix, here. Phoenix, Oregon, burning. There, there will be someone rising from the ashes. Rising I from assume. the ashes. We're hoping we're rising from the ashes. But we, that's a whole other conversation, what's going on around here. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, episode five kind of starts off with the whole um, Ultra Magnus uh, code sent to Bumblebee and Soundwave trying to find where it went. Um, we also get a little hint of uh, Shockwave and his uh, shadiness that is accepted by yeah. Megatron. He went uh, full facade. Yeah. Another one of your secret experiments, I believe is what he says. But since it's working in his favor, what does Megatron care? He's sliding into oblivion anyway. What do you guys think? Anything uh, beginning of the episode that stood out to you? Went, like I said, he went full decide, like dark sides, evil scientists. Like, I mean, come on, you got the man hanging up, he daddy hanging up in the rafters. And it was just like, okay, so we went from that's the homie to <laughs> he hanging up in the rafters. But that's how you saw the difference. I love the difference on, that's when you realize the difference of what Shockwave was. He's not super powerful, but he probably is the smartest and he's a mad scientist. Oh, he introduced Bumblebee's plug. Bumblebee had a plug. His plug was Sound Blaster. And you find out that Sound Blaster was a failed clone experiment of uh, uh, Shockwave. 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 No, Soundwave. 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 And when he said that, I was like, that's super dope. And you got, you know what I'm saying, Sound Blaster sitting up on his little throne. And shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, it made me think of... Uh, King Joffrey Jofer sitting up okay. there with the king so, in the back, right? Are we <laughs> yeah. ready to go super deep? Yeah. Because this whole last two episodes, which is why I was so geeked out, was straight Star Wars, or uh, it was more Return of Jedi, because he was uh, Jabba the Hutt. For and, sure. I mean, they even For had sure. a speeder in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we was on Tatooine, and... Like, <laughs> Like this, they straight was swagger jacking uh, Return of the Jedi the whole episode. Megatron even had a, um, a, a, a Emperor Palpatine moment, like when he was talking about with the uh, the how the Death Star was fully operational. When he found out where the Ark was and how he started talking, like this whole first two ep last two episodes was straight Return of the Jedi. I was geeked out about it. This fool. I think that uh, that's a dash of energon though. <laughs> I think that's a solid observation. Like this was a great act three. 
And part of doing it, Solid Act 3, was introducing a third faction and having like a third side, which is cool because on the back end, it kind of reminded us that Bumblebee started out as this outsider. And we see Bumblebee integrating himself more into the cause and being more uh, uh, beholden to, to, to the idea and not just the, the quick hustle of it all. And so it's cool the way that these little seeds are starting to be really reaped so early. Like this is something that they could have done. They could have drugged this out two seasons. You know, like the fact that they'd made such a concise story, they turned it into like you're pointing out a space fantasy opera. Like it went like the like three and four I felt was more Mad Max hardcore, like like right. know, people impaled on spikes, shit like that. And like this one really kind of took that move into being like like grand. Like we saw how big this world was going to be and that in fact it was going to get off this world but we already know it's getting off this world so we we're filling in the uh, unwritten pages in our minds because we already know where it's going uh what do you think lucy well you know it's um interesting we have we have the knowledge that we know they're going to make it off planet but during the episode prime is still willing to risk cybertron to get the spark of life um, off planet and Megatron has, has, has gone, you know, he, he, he is no longer willing to compromise. He's willing to wipe the minds of every Autobot on the planet and reprogram them, um, which I thought was great. And I really did enjoy the beginning of this episode uh, with Sound Blaster and, and the little um, uh, Easter eggs, if you will, about, you know, the, the, the failed remake of, of uh, Sound, Soundwave. Uh, um, and then they go into the Sea of Rust and Jetfire is able to prove himself loyal to the Autobot cause. I kind of lost, I, I was Why can he navigate with, the, with the zombie robots around the spark of life. I thought that was completely, I thought that was unnecessary and I thought they could have filled that time a little bit better and I've watched that, the- That Parnak scene. <laughs> I had three. Yeah, I had three wise to the. I had three wise to the to, to the episode, and I was definitely yeah, one of them. Yeah, why, so why, why? Why can Jetfire navigate why the, the zombie rest? robots? Was I mean, is my question. Why Rick, what what is your theory on that? Are you still up in the I, air on why they had to do zombie robots? I don't, that was weird. Uh, I, I don't know. I just like I said, I was stuck on like when he was like, "Yeah, I can navigate the sea of rest." I'm like, why? Why? It it seems it, like it, even like even the writers kind of knew that this was a stupid thing because if you notice, <laughs> Prowl and Alita sigh a lot when the decisions are being a robot sigh. Exactly. They know what the fuck, you hey, know, that's the writer. My man, my man Jetfire went full suicide squad with the bomb in his head. <laughs> Bro, the pra so the pra so so that was crazy. So when they brought up Praxis and he talks about the core override, I had to go read up on it. Like if I had I'm like what? What, 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 what? what was Praxis? And and you know what I'm saying? They were they were they were putting uh programs in the head so that they can Jetfire knew that uh, and I'm like, okay, Jetfire knows way much. I need, I need a spinoff where they just go off on Jetfire. You know what I'm saying? Because Jetfire's a gangster, bro. He, he <laughs> all right, so anyway, so it's, that was all right. So anyway, that was one of my whys. We'll get to the others as we progress through this. Um, any any ideas about what that symbol was on Sound Blaster before we jump off him? That wasn't Autobot or Decepticon. No, I don't. No, I, I enjoyed seeing that symbol. It's, it's something outside of. Of the of the two factions, yeah, it was Jedi. No, 
it was Jabba. It was Jabba. It was hut controlled space. It still trips me out that they they had a speeder in the episode. <laughs> they, they they was real blatant with the speeder <laughs> to get away with the uh, with the energon, but. It's uh, like in that uh, that X Men movie where you got Homeboy that played Darth Maul uh, do the little da- do the little Darth Maul dance when he's oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, I see what you guys did there. Um, what about Chromia getting ripped apart? That, that was mean. That was my girl. She was nice. Like, why? Why? Chromia ain't did nothing, y'all. <laughs> it lets you know episode six is about to like get into some shit, right? Yeah, so, but they, but they, but they replaced her immediately, which brings me to my second why. Where the frick did RC come from? I, all of a sudden, she just show up. Because <laughs> I don't even remember. In one of our earlier talks, I talked about the fact that they had Chromia and the other female Autobot, and I was like, "Well, where's but, RC? Wasn't RC around?" Like, Chromia the was the was the Cup uh, clone, right? The female Cup clone. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so I so I was I kept asking, well, where's RC? Where's RC? Out of nowhere, RC shows up in in the episode. I'm like, okay, all right, there she is. I just where did you she know, come from? Where was she all this time? On why I have, and it's not just on this. It's just how Optimus Prime has always been treated, and that's the one one big problem I've always had with Transformers was how they treat him just for plot for plot to move the plot along. Is they make Optimus Prime weak just so he can be strong later. It's like, why can't, it doesn't make sense. Like he's trying to climb up the wall and he can barely hold on, but he can throw, um, he can throw the spark, you know, out the gravity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Rodas Chapman, that bitch way up. <laughs> that thing has, has always bothered me how they treat optimists like that. He's weak most of the time and only strong when their back is against the wall. Like, he, why does he get stronger when that happens? Yeah, and all of a sudden, he got his ass whooped earlier in the episode. And you watch it, and you're like, <sighs> later on, all of a sudden, he's a G, and he pulls a sword out of somewhere. I'm like, where was the sword earlier? <laughs> Speaking like, of swords, uh, my boy Jetfire. Yeah, he, but, uh, that's, that was going to be the segue. Which looks like a lightsaber, again. <laughs> well, uh, like Lu- Lucy or Strader, what did you think about that uh, splash page we obviously saw with Prime and the, and the AllSpark? That was such a comic book-like splash page, him throwing it reaching for it and all that shit yeah you know again leading up to it with with the whole zombies thing i'm like you know they they could have led into that i I, maybe just a maybe just as a plot device is there like we need to go we need our indiana jones style you know crystal skull we we need to get to something else crystal skull (laughs) out of all the hated that movie Oh, yeah, exactly. It was meant to be an insult. Yeah, I know what he means. Like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. For the all um, I think it I think it's interesting because it looked to me like they were it's like they were making the uh, cartoon in humans and they already knew they were getting canceled before they even <laughs> fucking were coming out and they're just like they're just like do whatever, man. And so like like every trope that's popular and that's why i think zombies are almost thrown in with this like wink they're like we're throwing everything in plus the kitchen sink that like people find cool sellable what's marketable and they they gave us absolutely everything and so by the time that that splash page point comes you're just like all right cool like you're doing it like because also at the end when the arc like starts shooting things, I was like, this looks like Robotech. Oh, I was like, exactly. Doing? exactly. I was like, they're just doing like, exactly every, like Robotech. They're just going, rah, rah, like they're just taking everything. They throwing in every reference they know a geek is going to like. <laughs> right. 
I mean, but how how intelligent is that, right? Okay, okay but all that said, you still don't like it, Lucy. You didn't even like like the when Jeff. I'm not saying I'm. I'm saying okay. I'm not saying I hated these things or the episodes. I'm saying it's my least favorite, least favorite. episodes. And based on what we're talking about, it it got very cliche. And you know, and I'm not hating on people who are geeking out on it. I, for for me, the the first four episodes, you know, moved it along, and then they they just started pounding the cliches into the the, to the last two episodes. And some are, some of them worked out really well, and and but for me, some of them did not. You know what? What the biggest disappointment for me, and I enjoyed this episode, these two episodes. The biggest disappointment was the um, the lack of it. The the it, it landed with a dud when he threw the uh, all spark through the uh, space bridge, and everybody was like, "Oh, cool, we we we're live!" Like it was two two K. Like you know, like everybody thought the world was gonna reset in two K. Like and everybody just went along with their lives afterwards. They threw he threw it up, and everybody was like, "Oh, okay, let's keep fighting." It was just especially such- after you hear sound wave go through. A I'm still not gonna show it to earlier. work though, just just to be safe. I'm still gonna call uh, it. No, but if he gets it off the planet, it's gonna alter the infrastructure of the entire planet. And you know, he went through all of that, and then when it actually happened, it was like. And then, and this, and this is my problem with Alita. She's my least favorite character because she whined the whole time. Even after uh, that, she was like, she owed my man an apology. She was like, Nah, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but by, by the end, you realize she has a different path, and that's her already nah, she you know, mentally branching off into what she's going to do. Mm, I like was, to think... He was on his helmet the entire time. I like to think that Alita was like, man, you're, you whack. I think like Alita was just like cutting, cutting and run. She was like, you really did throw that thing up into the space. All right, out. Peace. I'm out here. Like, you're too far. Uh, one one nice on. uh, side note was hearing Teletran 1 activate. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great little nod. That made me smile every time, I, and I watch it like four or five times. Uh, what about Impactor saving Ratchet? That's a moment. That's a moment right there, man. That's a fucking great moment. Like we we're talking about on the other episodes about the what's an Autobot, what's a Decepticon, who's mm-hmm. good, bad, evil, what's right, what's wrong. Like that was a perfect scene right. to throw you off a little more, make you think. And then we. Well, had- I think it's good too because when you end up thinking about this idea of good and evil like are you programmed you know this idea of predeterminism and duty like you know like are Decepticons bound to be evil are Autobots bound to be good because Optimus Prime is fucking slipping right like like his his passion to be good is has made his actions fall into the questionable morality zone so the fact that they end up entering again these third factions with Sound Blaster you end up having Impactor who's changing sides so you have a much, uh, Jetfire is obviously making his big transition. Uh, so you have so much dynamic movement. Uh, uh, Starscream is moving up with his consolidation of his ideology. Um, Bumblebee, I will say that I, I, I Bumblebee think Bumblebee remains it. resistant to being any sort of a partisan. Exactly. Like, you know. Megatron had his Frederick Douglass speech about oppressors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, as I, far as like the 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 finality of Autobots and Decepticons being either good or evil, you know, going back to episodes three and four, you know, we find out that the Decepticons actually liberated, you know, the 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 Autobots or the the people that were servants, um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, um, 
So yeah, it, it, it's right. a more valuable thing. And, and to get into well, but that gets into the the concept of what is a rebellion. What 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 makes the the rebel the rebel? Uh, exactly. Like the, the, the Decepticons upsetting the system is that good? Because as far as the people who are in charge are concerned, that's bad. bad. Like the, the pharaohs back in the day were like, no, God determined that I have to have money. If I don't have money, anybody ever been to London? Anybody ever yeah. been to London? Yeah. You know what they call us? The rebels. They still oh, call yeah. us the rebels, right? So good evil is, is is based on you know what your perception is or like, where was, where you were filming from, right? Because mm -hmm. and in in England's eyes, we're the we were the bad guys, and it's episode, not going to change. Yeah, episode yeah. six. That was the that was the just just say the word for me. Juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. I'm not gonna say it right between uh, Prime and Megatron because leave that in, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Meg, that was the speech when when Megatron said, start speaking about their, he freed the 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 slave class and, and and took off the chain of the oppressors. And then Prime was like, "You could have been our greatest leader." And it, like, there's like they are viewing this from two different from two different ways. And because Prime was like, "Okay, I I get what you're saying, but you killed Alpha Trion. At that point, all bets are off." And right. Megatron was like, "Nah, he had to go." So, but but it also comes down to your like point, like so. What is Optimus fighting for? Like, like <laughs> no, no, no. In the sense of like, if Megatron has upset the sense of balance, and that's what's driven this part of the rebellion, what is Optimus fighting for? Because he's calling for, he's asking for peace, but he's not brokering anything. He wants the Decepticons to still seem to serve in some kind of subservient uh, slave position. I don't. I see it differently because in the beginning they were talking, still talking about to all are one. And I feel like they just, they were literally two flips of the coin of the other side of the coin. And because of things that happened, they went farther away and they both dug in to where they Megatron's were. people believe in him more than Optimus's people believe in him. Which is crazy because what Optimus sees, what Optimus sees, Optimus sees Megatron's vision. Reason. Okay, and although Megatron's vision is presented as one of a, a, a liberated society without, you know, any sort of any attachments to the oppressor, Optimus sees that what he's going to do is take that and use it to control, to be a controlling of the system. So Optimus is seeing past what other people are seeing. But other people are seeing the micro and, and Optimus is seeing the macro. He's like, okay, I, this is, I, okay. What he's saying now all sounds great, but I'm telling you, once 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 we all give in to what Megatron wants, then you are all going to be slaves again. And so he's like, instead of seeing that, I don't care if I'm seen as a bad guy, while I'm going to fight for what I know to be bad in the future, I'm going to try to prevent it now, even though right now it may make me look like the bad guy. All right. <laughs> what if, what about one of my favorite scenes or my favorite scene? Well, uh, up there with with Sound Blaster, but uh, what was it? A, a Mega Prime or a um, Mega Supreme? A Mega Supreme just like coming up. Uh, I was going like, to put his foot down on everybody, and then you know uh, Megatron was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I, he like, no, I haven't chosen." And like the old ones, I'm fighting for 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 myself here. But just him coming up and just. See, that's, that, that, that's, that's kind of my point. If there is a litmus test, 
it's the Sentinel rising up to defend the Autobots. So that kind of is if they're if they're technically godlike or neutral creatures on this planet, for That's, one to rise up and defend the Autobots means that Optimus is probably right. I think you make a good point. I also feel that that was the ultimate. Oh, y'all are really throwing in the back dirty kitchen sink, <laughs> yeah. like the laundry sink. <laughs> like they were like, we don't know if we're coming back. <laughs> like literally, like he just came out. I was like, this is. Which was, it was an amazing scene, the fucking the graphics, the enormity, the weight and the massiveness of everything. It was, you know, it was a great, again, Millennium Falcon, Death Star run uh, salvation situation. And, you know, they're, they're, they're just hitting every button, like one, two, three, like just down, <laughs> down mean, the list. That's kind of the point of animation. You can do what you want. Might as well throw it all in. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, what, they, what do they have left for the going forward? I don't know, but the political science scientists and me <laughs> love the fact that you had all of these multiple parties, right? We got to see Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, green you got to see all of these on cybertron and people coming from multiple angles because once they hit earth apparently only the democrats and the republicans survive <laughs> right because there's only and there's only and you are one or the other and you've always been one or the other so that's a great one of the, one of the great things about this is you get to see all of the different factions all of the different sides and eventually like i said they have to end up choosing a party later but for right now you get to see that development and even though it does include the 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 back laundry sink, you know it. Hey, it, it was to me that part that was awesome. Yeah. It was. Uh, anyone want to say anything else to close up? Anything? Um, I watched a bit of the Hasbro Plus over the course of the weekend, where they did a lot of the preview for the Transformer and GI Joe stuff that is coming out and they had the teaser for the next installment and that looked hella dope um we get to see the seekers we get to see the coneheads join back um I'm, they they they, they got a lot to go what platform are they going to release all of that stuff the gi it channel? seems like they're going to stay in netflix okay and um and then that yeah just set up the uh the 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 realm for the beast wars and the uh the toys that they had, like, I'm, again, like, I, I'm a classic. I like my vehicles turning into robots and my robots <laughs> turning into vehicles. A Dinobot was about as far as I wanted to go. I gave it a lot of room. Um, but, yeah, I was just never into Beast Wars, but I will say that these toys look dope. And if they are having as much, if they're having the same kind of passionate involved writers with that going on, I'm looking forward to what beast wars will, uh, you know, will hopefully knock my socks off with. Something our generation definitely uh, didn't get to experience. There was just something about the CGI, man. I could not get past it. I, I saw better CGI on my computer than I did on the TV. Like you didn't ever watch it. I watched it a couple of episodes and that was all I can get out of it. It was just yeah. like, this wasn't my transformers. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the later ones. The stories are good. They had like the spark of Starscream spirit. They had some good tie-in stuff to the older stuff. It was it was decent. But, yeah, uh, Black Arachnid, uh, uh, yeah. Scorpionox, like you know, interesting character. Waspinator, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting characters. Ended up. I'd getting... rather watch the Gobots. Ah, they had a rat. They had a rat robot with a New York accent. Uh, Come on. They have uh, they they've nope. tried to remix the Transformers for the last fifteen plus 20 plus years probably 30 plus years and this is the 
the first Transformers remix or Redux, whatever you want to call it, that I've really been excited about it and I've enjoyed. Agreed. So um, I'm looking forward to more coming down the pipeline for sure. Uh, and speaking I'm of Hasbro, I don't know if you guys saw that they, they're rebooting um, G.I. Joe with Snake Eyes, um, a Snake Eyes movie. Mm. Yeah, I did. I saw wait, live action, live action? Yeah, yeah, and they're doing it with Snake Eyes to start and then forming G.I. Joe from there. But they are doing a G.I. Joe Transformers movie. Is that animated or not? I am not sure. Because I know that Mask is supposed to uh, cameo in that. Oh, Lord. Mm. Mm. So if Wait, it's animated, what? it would make more sense. I enjoy Mask because, you know, people was dying in Mask. And it this wasn't, was a, lot of, it wasn't a lot of cartoons on the, the, the TV the, where they was murking people left and right. The first, the first season. The second season is all, like, oh, arena God. races in Monte Carlo. Like, Did anyone have... Away, or do they have in their possession the Silverhawks, the two seasons of the Silverhawks? You mean Hot Wing? I, I refuse <laughs> to watch it. They had a Hot Wing. I never thought so, that his name was fucking Hot Wing till it, right it, now. I just had Hot Wings today. I never thought about that. Come on, man. I was, I, like, I was like, he's a little trickster magician. Cool guy. Can I say one thing that I forgot to say about Transformers? That one thing that was underappreciated was the fact that they had to change uh, Jabba the Hutt because if they made him a uh, Jerry Curl wearing black man who was shucking and diving, it would have been a problem. So they, about had to, yes. <laughs> so they had to change his character. They didn't have a choice because <laughs> it was a problem today. It was wrong. It was, it was wrong back then, but that's what they did. My the <laughs> character was all hip hop and boobity beep bop and all that stuff. <laughs> but they knew they realized they had to change it. And I'm I'm so happy for them realizing that. They they Agreed. get props for that. Small victories. Small victories. You gotta start somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, uh can't wait for the next uh, installment. We get to see some uh new characters and uh Quintesson seemed to be one. Pretty Ooh. excited about that. Editor San Antonio signing out. Rolled out. Omar from Gardena, and I'm out. Hey, Greg, West Hills, Cali. Hey. Robbie Ramjet from San Francisco. Conehead out. Seek you later. Rob Lucy rising from the ashes of Phoenix, Oregon. Until next time. Like, comment, subscribe. Let's hear what you guys' opinions are as well. <laughs>